another edition of the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. It is, what's this today? February 10th by the time you get this. It's a pretty decent day. We've been having some chilly weather. I shouldn't say chilly weather in South Florida. We've been having some cool weather here in South Florida. We got a whole lot of left for you. You know what happened over the weekend since the last time we spoke. We had Super Bowl. We're gonna give out a Richard, we're gonna give out a Richard Cranium Award today. Yeah, buddy. We're gonna talk about a couple of retired players. We're gonna even talk about some players that actually should retire. Some coaches changes or some coach changes. And some possible coach changes that should go on in the NBA. We're gonna have another heart-to-heart talk with the oh-so-fickle Nick fans. And something very interesting about the 2011 draft. I'm not sure anybody's picked up on. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time, regardless of the weather, it is always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. Super Bowl. Like what else? What else what else would we talk about on the first day back after the Super Bowl? We will talk about I just kicked Cam Newton's butt. No, like <laughs> you understand that Peyton Manning is now officially a two-time champion and he has proven everybody to be everything that they have said that he is not. And or that's something that he has he has not been. Except a has been. And 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 has been maybe strong gesture, but we're not gonna dig into him at this current point in time. Uh, because we gonna let we gonna really gonna let these numbers talk for themselves eventually. Peyton Manning winning wasn't a huge surprise, and it's and it's because he was a sentimental pick. I, listen, I, I asked every I asked people left and right, up and down the streets, everywhere you can go, anywhere you can think of, who you having a Super Bowl, who you having a Super Bowl, who you having a Super Bowl. I'm gonna tell you, ninety percent of the people were for were for Cam and the Carolina Panthers. About ten percent. Well, for Denver. And I had, I actually had a conversation. Because, you know, like some people, I just asked really quick. You know, as like, like my exterminator came by. And as he was walking out the door, hey, who you gonna, who you picking? He was like, Denver. I was like, oh, really? He was like, okay. He had to go back to another job. So I didn't get a chance to really question him. You know, you know, catch a goo coming out the barbershop. You know, bam, catch him. You know. But then, you sit there. You outside the barbershop. You finally get to have a conversation with somebody. And this is this is Sunday, Sunday day before the Super Bowl. And you go and you say to them, Hey, who do you have for the Super Bowl? And they tell you Denver. And you go, Yeah, really? Actually, I apologize. They told me Carolina. And just to play devil's advocate, I asked them, why are you going for Carolina? And the person was fairly young, so I was kind of just curious to see also where this young person's mind was at. 
And they, they, they start off, you know, well, you know, I like his swag and this, that, and the third, you know. And then he goes, well, he has he has a really good offense. And, you know, he's a really good runner. And, and you know, and and he's really, he's the most athletic guy on the, on, on the field. He's in the third. And then, like I said, just to play devil advocate, I started going, I was like, are you sure that you want to pick Carolina? Like, are you sure, like, really sure? Because you do realize that they're going up against the number one defense. And the last time that that happened, when the number one defense went up against the number one offense, was when Peyton Manning went up against Seattle. And we saw, and at that very moment, I was like, holy crap. It may be too late, but I may have to change my pick. I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to go with what I've been saying. But that one point, as soon as it left my mouth, I couldn't even finish the sentence. Because I knew what I was about to say. And so I'm going to finish it here. Last time a number one offense, number one defense went up, went up against a number one offense. And this and this was a number one offense-ish. They were number one in like a particular category. Like you had to find their niche of where Carolina was number one in. But they they lost. And that was Seattle versus Peyton Manning. And or Seattle versus Denver. And we can say Seattle's defense versus Peyton Manning. And this is that year that Peyton Manning and them had a, had 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 like that five thousand yard year. Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas. You know, like them boys are them boys are rolling. And Denver came in there in the first play, the ball was flying over Peyton Manning's head. And that's that's the only image I had in my head. And I'm like, nah, that can't happen to Cam. And it did, and, and not not only not only did it happen to Cam, as it continued to happen to Cam, the first signs of Cam's childish, petulant, you know, behavior for the evening was started, as the defense closed in more and more. Every single play, and continuously delivered hit after hit. And Cam's receivers dropped balls. You know, just dropped pass after pass. <laughs> I mean, you have to you have to figure so much so that like really Cam threw a. Tantrum, a couple of times, threw himself on the floor and caught a temper tantrum. And this is just where you see, and not, and not only is the number one offense versus versus you know versus I mean number one defense versus the number one offense ish, but you see that you see the two different levels of poise there, because Cam yeah Cam was sacked six times yes. Peyton Manning was sacked five. Like, 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 let's be honest for a half a second. Cam technically outplayed Peyton Manning in this Super Bowl. I mean, Peyton Manning only threw for 141 yards. Cam threw for 265. So that's 100, 100 yards more. They both threw, had an interception. Um, like I said, Peyton Manning was sacked five times, um, but only lost 37 yards. While Cam lost sack six times, lost sixty four yards, and had a couple of temper tantrums to go along with it. See, all that look, all that is added in there. All that looks bad. 
because now you don't remember. You don't, now you don't even realize that Cam technically had a better performance than Peyton Manning. All you remember is the tantrum on the floor and him walking out. Uh, <laughs> him walking out after the you know during the during the press conference. You know him with the salty look on his face. Like I said, and not for nothing, Cam's always been a salty player, like or, or a salty loser. Like that's one of his big, um, biggest things that people criticize him on is the simple fact that he puts that towel over his head anytime that he has lost. A, you know, anytime he's losing or in a losing, you know, anytime he's losing in a losing situation or has lost a match, lost a game, lost a, you know, lost a football game. So, and and and, you, and and it went on from there, but also, um, QBR, actual QBR, probably the two worst QBRs you've ever heard of. But that's also a testament to how great these two defenses played. And you know what? I, I've realized for the for the Super Bowl, for as much as it is, right? As much as like you see plays here and there, what I realized that the Super Bowl more than anything is really a good enough event to help distract you between. The plays are between the downtime <laughs> because I'm telling you, there's a lot of Super Bowl I don't remember due to just the simple mingling and events that were occurring. Like I was the the gummy beer soaked in three kinds of alcohol guy, the five pound gummy beer soaked in three pounds. Of that was my surprise for them. That was one of my surprises for them. Seconds. Um, how many surprises did I get for them? Did I come up with the two surprises? Nope. They only got one out of three. They only got one out of three. One I forgot, completely forgot about and, and got there too late to start, which is going to be football squares. And the third, I'm going to have to wait till another time to do that, which may be next weekend when I decide to have a little gathering of friends, which include loud music, alcohol, and any kind of party favors that you can possibly of. I'm just saying, use your imagination. I'm not saying I'm going to have all of those. I'm just saying, use your imagination. I'm pretty sure that one or two of those may be there. So, <laughs> as I get distracted, just slightly a little bit, which I hope you guys have realized happens a little, happens every once in a while. Like, I just get distracted, but it's not my fault. So, see, I'm wondering, like, there, like, <laughs> Like I'm to you really have to love, and like, like I said, oh so back to here QBR 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 QBR, right? QBR Cam Newton's QBR was sixteen point nine versus Peyton Manning's nine point nine. Like I said, just a testament to how good these defensive played that it made. Well, oh Peyton Manning has looked bad for some time now, but it made Cam Newton really look this bad, and. Where the, where the guy that was drafted right behind him came through and put in a monster performance that you would not believe. I'm, but the one area that I guess you can say that Peyton Manning did win in was the was the quarterback, or just the overall, I guess, rating, where he was a 56.6 and came was a 55.5. And listen, like I said, Peyton Manning was... The sentimental pick. So when we see Peyton Manning win, there's not too many. See, unless you're like 11 years old and under, I don't think that 
you're upset, and and, and I mean like really upset that that Peyton Manning lost. You know what I mean? I mean Peyton Manning wanted this one. You know, like only like the kids of kids could be mad about this one, but everybody else is happy to see Peyton Manning. Just completely trampled all over them. And you know what? You guys are in luck. Like I said, this is a Super Bowl edition of the Mighty Sports Minute with your boy Talon T. Taylor. So, you, we gonna get a special show. You, you, gonna, you gonna get a first ever. But, you know what? You gonna have to wait until after this commercial. We'll be back. Hey, Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. And we are back. Thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Minute with your host, Talon Taylor. So, something very unique has happened from that 2011 draft class. And, like I said before, I'm not sure if anybody has realized that. And, you know what? My bad. We'll talk about that one later. I forgot. Before we get too far offhand, we have a first time ever young Mooley production. <laughs> Here you go. Defense, defense, defense by Young Moves on the Mighty Records. Listen, yeah, Mighty has everything. Hey, <laughs> it's a Mighty Sports Minute. We got a Mighty Records. Hey, we, 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 got, we, got a, we got a Mighty Club. Hey, like, we got it all. Hey, listen, listen. If, 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 if there is a something, there's a Mighty to it. Hey, let me... Don't get... My tea, my 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 tea. Hey, it's it's like that sometimes, you know. My tea, my 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 tea. It, it exists somewhere for everybody. So, 
we're gonna have to give out a Richard Cranium Award today to a certain somebody. And that person is Johnny Manziel. <laughs> oh man. Like if like I I I don't even know how long he's been in the league. Like I, cause I don't know if it's been I don't even think it's been five years. Maybe like three years now. Maybe four if, if he's lucky. And I remember the conversations being had, you know, four years down the road, five years down the road. Would Johnny Manziel be a starter? Would he be a star? Would he be a bust? And the numbers that came out, I can't remember what the numbers were. But I'm just thinking now that for a guy that came out of high school, of, of college and high school, with so much potential, because I remember my homeboy telling me, one of my homeboy Poyo was telling me a long time ago, because you know me, I told you guys, I don't care too much about college football, but he was like, yo, there's this guy in Texas named Johnny Football. Like, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, so I was just like, you know, you fall in the back of your head in the mental memory banks and you you uh you 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 see if that name pops up on your on your radar again and no doubt he did so for a name that was so hyped for so long to try to do anything in the NFL for him to literally just constantly piss away every single opportunity that is given to him is completely horrendous like like I, like Johnny Manziel, you don't you don't get it. <laughs> Johnny Manziel could have been the most famous backup quarterback. Like like more, I can't say the most famous because that would be that would probably be Tebow would be the most famous backup quarterback ever. But I think he could have rivaled Tebow because he actually had talent. He could have came into a game or two, done some things every once in a while, you know, you know, help hold the team over, you know, help win 60, 50% of the games while the store the quarterback is out. And then you sit right back down and <laughs> don't worry about anything for the rest of your time. Like, like, like you could have been like the, the perfect Alex Morris. Like, is that his name? The guy from Blue Mountain State? The, the backup quarterback from, from Blue Mountain State? Didn't, I think Blue Mountain State just dropped a movie, too, didn't they? Like, like, but you have to be one of the most boneheaded knucklehead. And then, and, 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 and then like, it, it, it's proven out that you're a despicable human being as well. Like, like, like a complete, like, 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 like POS. Seriously, like, 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 you're, like you're a piece of poop. Like I, I, you should also somehow get the the the, the Mister Hanky, you know, no sound bit, but that, that's for dirty players, and you're not a dirty player; you're just a dirty person. Like you're a horrible person. Like like you gonna hit your girl, you know, un, until her ear ruptures. Like like who does that? 
Like, like what? Like she like you? Are you mad that because she wouldn't listen to you that she couldn't she wouldn't do something that that you wouldn't uh, that that you said? Is that the case? I mean, end of the day, like you're Johnny freaking Manziel, and she was like, "Yo, no, I don't want to do this." That you tell her, guess what? Walk. <laughs> like, listen, I know I know this part is gonna sound a little bit bad, right? But I mean, really, like you figure that listen. Like you said, like I know what I just said sounds bad, you, you, and you may think it sounds bad. Like, oh, I'm telling him to set the wall. You have to remember, versus the alternative of hitting her so hard that her ear ruptures. <laughs> like, if that's the case where you feel like you know what, like we just can't communicate on any any kind of level outside me just busting your head open. Then guess what? Why don't you just tell her to walk and be like, you know what? I really don't need the level of stress that you bring in my life because, listen, you know, there's no reason for that whatsoever, and it's unacceptable. And I don't understand. I don't understand these dudes. I don't understand these fugazi, movo fofos. They really. Do underneath my skin now. Now, now, now he's worse. He, he's another scum-like player to me. Like he's worse than Odell Beckham to me. To be honest with you, like, Odell Beckham's just a dirty player on the on the field. You know, that likes that likes to look, look at dudes' butt. You know, and, and twerk with them in the club. You know, just admit it. Like we know you did it. Just admit it. Like we know you did it. Just admit it. We know you did it. Just admit it. <laughs> you know. He, and you know, takes cheap shots on players on the field, but Manzel, like, you're hitting your 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 girl, and I'm pretty sure, like, like you're one of them one of them superficial dudes, you know, because you come from a family of millions that has some little scrawny, you know, one hundred, you know, somewhere between ninety five and and one hundred and fifteen pound girlfriend, one hundred and fifteen pound maybe kind of stretching it. Like that'll be her, like on a on a, on like a day after Thanksgiving, you know, when she's allowed herself to eat or something like that, you know. I'm pretty sure you have one of those kind of girls, and you the this big old athlete, and you over here taking a swing at her, like really, like nobody want to look at you anymore. Like I hope the NFL never lets him back back in the league. Like tell him to walk, like 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 the same information, the same thing I'm telling you that he should have told her. Like I'm telling you to tell him, tell him to walk. You don't you don't need him, and you don't need his kind in the NFL. You don't, like you just stupid. Talk about dumb and dumb moves. Like the next, like what are you doing? What are you doing, New York? Like, see, this is the ultimate problem that the Knicks tend to have. That the Knicks, I don't like. I said I don't know when the expectation changed for the Knicks. I don't know when the Knicks went from think like they say that there was a disconnect and. You know, and, and things weren't really here or here or there. And, you know, maybe that is, maybe it wasn't, you know, but the fact that once again, for some reason whatsoever, like the Knicks just find a way to to nick things up. You know, and you know, like they, they nick up the joint. And that's what they do. Like they, they really do. They nick up the joint. And a year and a half in, they fire a coach. You know, they fire Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher's gone. So what next? What next? Who's next? Like that's what I want to know. Like, like because I had this conversation with Nick fans. See, once again, I, I, I see. I told you guys last show, and I went into the Nick fans again, and 
I get bombarded with, with this again with Nick fans. And they're telling me again, and I have to talk them down off that off that pedestal, you know, from thinking that Mark Jackson is, is such a great pick that they think it is, compared to Derek Fisher as far as a voice. Like, listen, listen I'm not going to go down what, about Derek Fisher and, and Derek Rose and Golden State. But, so what next? Because who do you bring in for this next half a year? And who as the interim coach, right? You know, that's not a head coach or whatever. How long is, is, is are they going to be there? And or who are you going to bring in next? And how long are they going to last? Are you going to fire them too after a year and a half when expectations have automatically changed? Because whoever you bring in there next, apparently now we're no longer rebuilding. Like, like that, 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 that's 100% apparent the moment that you decided to let go of to let go of Derek Fisher that we're no longer rebuilding because just like David Blatch in Cleveland if we were rebuilding or you were allowed in a rebuilding process you wouldn't be able to fire your coach because you would allow him to grow a team and he has ultimately grew a team that only won 17 games last year like like see that's what Nick fans keep forgetting we won 17 games last year Mello was there for half a season. We won only 17 games last year. Mello was there for half a season. Do not forget. Do not let Mello off the hook that much because you love Mello. I'm also not saying we're going to trade Mello because I don't want to hear that part either. But Mello was there for half a season waiting to have surgery so he could play in the All-Star game. You understand? So not only do I hear, okay, Derek Fisher, you, get, um, you want it fired. So now Derek Fisher's fired. What next is head coach? Tom Thibodeau? You think you think Miller really wants a grinder like Tom Thibodeau at this point in his career when his knee is already matched up? You see what Tom Thibodeau has already done to guys like De um, Derek Rose and now Joakim Noah? He's wore those guys into the ground. Listen, I don't think I don't think Joakim Noah is ever going to be able to walk straight ever again. Like I think he's automatically going to have this this automatically like hunched over kind of posi like position to his wall. I hate to say it, but I think that's going to be him. And then you see Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is already protecting himself, talking about, oh, I need to be able to walk for my kids. Like, he's another one that I think is hiding in the closet, but we ain't going to go too far into him either, <laughs> even though he probably would like it. Ha, <laughs> ha. Oh, man. So, it's, like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Like I said, you can't trade Melo. Once again, like, can't trade Melo, you can't trade Melo, you can't trade Melo, you can't trade Melo. Why you can't trade Melo? Because Melo has a no trade clause. Melo has a no trade clause, because you, so you can't trade Melo. You can't trade Melo, you can't trade Melo, because Melo has a no trade clause. You can't trade, Melo has a no trade clause, so you can't trade Melo. So can you please, Nick fans, like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing you coming up to me and asking me or hearing you call in to these various shows and talking about, yo, we need to trade Melo, yo. And and it's all like sorry, like I'm a Brooklyn boy, my damn self. But like you sound like the most retarded New Yorkers in the world. And you like yo, yo be like yo. I, I swear, like, they they need to trade Mellow, son. Like I, I, there's, no, there's nothing left out there. Like they, they need to find a place to send Mellow because he only Mellow's hindering this team. But you saw what we were with Mellow. We were 17 wins <laughs> without Mellow. Like this is this is as much as I said Mellow was there. Mellow wasn't there. That was a shell of Mellow. Shell. <laughs> that was a shell of Mellow. So. Like Melo wasn't there. You see what this had like. Listen, without Melo there, everybody everybody can can focus in on Porzingis, and Porzingis isn't ready to take on double teams yet. Like like as much as you as much as you want to think about it, like what the Knicks need to be, <laughs> the Knicks honestly need to need to be need a hope for, need to hope that they can take advantage of a couple of these teams that are that are that are injury prone. Like what just happened? Um, 
Mark Gasol just got got injured in, in Memphis. They better hope that Memphis goes on some kind of like fire sale, and they decide to part ways with, with Mike Conley early, and they can get him for a, a, a Williams or a Lance Thomas or, or something or something crazy, you know, like a Calderon's contract. Like they they better hope for something like that, or for something more to keep continuous to break down in Atlanta, because listen at this at this at this particular rate. I'm not seeing much that you're adding out out there to this group to really help them to squeeze over that 500 mark to possibly get an 8 seed to go up against Cleveland in the first round and lose to them. Nah, I wouldn't even think. See, I'm lying. I'm just letting you know. If we make it to the 8 seed and we play Cleveland, I'm going to be 100% confident that we can take that we can beat them. But that's something completely different. Like I said... We are still going to talk about, we still have room to talk about that 2011 draft and what we saw there. And with the likes of Kobe and Manning still playing, there's way, there's a way bunch more players out there that I think that need to go. And we'll see if, if Kobe and Manning even makes that list. That and more later on the My Sports Minute. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent Taylor. So, I've been telling you about this 2011 draft, right? And, like I said, something happened in the NFL this year. And I'm not sure if anyone has noticed. And, one second, about the... Achoo! Woo! I have no sneeze button, so you just get all of that. <clears throat> so, like I said, something happened in the NFL this year. I'm not sure if anybody noticed. And the number one reason I'm not sure if anybody noticed because it didn't happen until the very end of the season. And when I say the very end of the season, I mean the opportunity did not arrive for it to happen until the Super Bowl was over and they crowned Vaughn Miller the MVP and then I realized that one draft class provided both MVPs to one season in that season individually they provided 
Cam Newton as the regular season MVP and Von Miller as the Super Bowl MVP. So the one and the two from that year became one and the two. And then not to mention, even if that was so, I mean not I mean, they also happen to be like I said, and and like I said, this so let me just back up just a little bit. So you, because I'm, because I'm, I'm trying to let you understand. I appreciate how great these two guys are. So not only were, like I said, Cam Newton the regular season MVP, Vaughn Miller became the Super Bowl MVP, but these guys were the number one and number two picks in their respective draft, 2011 draft. Right? Like, let me understand how special this draft was. Like, this is a draft that included. Kyle Rudolph, the tight end from Philly. Colin Kaepernick. You know him. San Francisco quarterback. Andy Dalton. Muhammad Wilkerson, the defensive end from the Jets. From the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, Mark Ingram, the running back from New Orleans. Prince Amukamaru, the cornerback from the Giants. Um, Mike Pouncey. J.J. Watt. Julio Jones. Patrick Peterson, A.J. Green, Marcel Darius, the, the defensive tackle for Buffalo. And it can go on. <laughs> but more than anything, like I said, the number two, the number one, the number two, the top two picks were Cam Newton and Von Miller. And that year, that same year, they were also the rookie offensive player and the rookie defensive player that year. So, yes, the number two picks, which is the offensive guy and the defensive guy, proved to also be the rookie that rookie year. Yeah, come on, remember, I think they came out like a 4,000-plus like yard year that, you know, passing year that, that you know, season that year. So... It's not like it couldn't happen. It's just that I don't know if it has, you know, I don't think it has happened before. And and like I said, also, that draft class, that draft class is particularly stacked. Like, I wish I could remember some of the other names that are down there. Because all I gave you were basically a few of the top 50. And as we can see, we walked away with just about 15 names. And I'm pretty sure there were a couple more that if anybody were to look, you will say, you will probably say, hey, how did you forget this guy? And how did you leave out this guy? And how did you leave out that guy? Well... Cause I didn't recognize their name, <laughs> or in the time that I was looking through the prep, I, they could have gotten overlooked, or their name just didn't hop out on the page and say, "Hey, recognizable household name." When you say, the people will know. Cause really, like, listen, I mean, I mean, I, I should tell you about some people that you don't know, and I, and I do, like, like Mike Pouncey. I mentioned him. I don't think anybody knows him. Like, like he's almost as irrelevant as they as they get, but 
you know, I'm pretty sure you know the name, so I threw him out there. You know, he's like the, who is she? The Anaconda Kova of <laughs> football. Like, 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 we all know the name. And, like, he ain't winning anything. And that's, I, that's what that really boils down to. So, also with this, we, we have, we have players. We have players that need a change. And, I, and not just a change, because all, like all around us, right, every day, like, there, there's some kind of change. Like, it's all around us, every day, to everything we do, everyone. Like, it's 100% unavoidable. And the only people fighting change are almost doomed to be barbarians. And and, and when I say barbarians, I mean barbarians in whichever, I guess, avenue that you're fighting the change from. Because it's going to happen, and people fight it in different ways. And there's just too many technologies and advances and continuous growth for you to allow yourself to stay stagnant in anything. And because right, those times, they'll... They'll pass you by if if you decide to stay stagnant. They'll complete you pass you by. And you'll suffer for it right? in some way, shape, or form. Like, you'll suffer for it like, because your life would have been better <laughs> nine times out of ten with the upgrade. It's such is life. And... Such as sports. And we lose. Today in sports. Well today. No, I shouldn't say today. But since the last time we spoke. We lose Marshall Lynch. As he officially decides to hang up his cleats, physically, metaphorically, because he actually did it, literally, <laughs> and retire. And Mar and <clears throat> something to know about Marshall Lynch, if you if you haven't realized, the guy. That Marshall, you know, or what Beast Mode has really been or really been about. Beast Mode, in the last nine years that he's been in the league, as much as we talk about Adrian Peterson this and Adrian Peterson that, 
Beast Mode has been the number one running back in the league in the last nine years. And he's not easily replaced. And to be honest with you, like, like <laughs> I know it's weird that I'm thinking about this from a fantasy standpoint in any way, shape, or form. But I'm already thinking that Rawls is going to be a decent replacement for him when it comes to fantasy. He may actually be able to do some some decent work. Like it's it's really weird. <laughs> like I'm not sure how or why I just thought about that, but I think so. Yeah, Marshall Lynch has been the best running back in the league for some time, for the last nine years that he's been in the league. He may not have been the most famous, I could say, because while Adrian Peterson was always the like, 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 like the good old boy until, you know, his recent stint when he had, you know, the, ch the over, the overly the child abuse incident. Marshall Lynch has always been the bad boy kind of running back, you know, and they both had a bruising style of play. Both can catch some out of the running back, but both, you know, out of the backfield, but both really had a bruising style of play where... They both, you know, regardless of who you were, they said that you had to make a business decision when tackling just Peterson or when tackling Marshall Lynch because they were always initiating the contact and that's part of what also made them go through you and they were able to excel and they had and they had power plus some kind of freaky speed. So yeah, Marshall Lynch and he's made you know, Marshall Lynch at the end has come out and made some though and like I said, I don't, I don't really remember or can even think of any, 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 any Adrian Peterson commercials. So, the bad boy image for him, for I guess for Marshall Lynch as a running back, more than anything, helped make him, make him money. And while being a bad boy is helping Marshall Lynch make money... I'm not sure if it's going to help um, Sean McCoy as Sean McCoy. <laughs> you know what? Sean McCoy can get a. I don't understand how he's out there. <laughs> Fighting with police officers, like seriously, man. Like, and now they're gonna press charges because he he busted up one of the guy's orbital bones, and he I and I guess what really ended up real like the guy most likely ended up realizing is that he couldn't go to work and just say that oh I got beat up by some guy and I'm not gonna press charges when you knew who the guy was because basically what would happen is that it would admit that he was fighting. And if he knew who the guy was, you know, then he basically has to report the incident or or, or report the fight, or he can, you know, he can receive reprimand. Like like coming from a, and that's what I'm assuming because coming from like a, a soldier standpoint, 
you know, like if if we were caught fighting, you know, in in our civilian life, we have reprimands for that, you know, in our in in our military world. So it it basically stopped. It always it always deterred a lot of us from fighting all the time. You have to remember, you're talking about a lot of like eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old hotheads. So a lot of times, you know, we were young, you know, fighting and you know, some just going out drinking, all, all kinds of madness. So you you needed some kind of deterrent. But if you're ever If you're ever stuck trying to figure out, or don't ever be stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again, stop worrying and stop thinking and head down to Capone's nightclub in Fort Lauderdale. Go find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so you can start dancing and drinking. That's DJ Scepter every Friday. 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. Let's get it on. So, you know, Marshall Lynch is not by far <laughs> the only player that I think needs to retire Th there are a couple more out there for a bunch of different reasons that <clears throat> just should no longer be playing in their particular sport just for the simple fact, like, <laughs> and I should say for the one simple fact, because like I said, there's various reasons, and we're gonna run down this list. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's it's a very few choice people. You know, there's nothing biased. In, well, <laughs> let's just go. Let, let me just take, give it. To, Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I know I've said this before, and I know that since then he's had a couple of good games in Brooklyn, helped take him out of the bottom three of the power rankings, you know, you know, but eh, for a guy that's still making as much money as he is, he's still not helping the team win anything. Like he's still not making players any better. Like he's not delivering anything of real significance. And it's time for Joe Johnson to retire. Just like it's time for... And, you know, he wasn't originally on this list. But at least Paul Pierce, you know, has found a way to continue, continue to make himself useful. Joe Johnson, to make himself useful for... What he's getting is gonna still have to start taking like three million dollars a year. Like I'm sorry, like you're not useful enough to be getting twenty million dollars. And I know it's not your fault, but he NBA has guaranteed contracts, so I can't do much about that. But he needs to retire. I'm sorry, he's 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 not doing it. He's not doing it. He's not doing it well at all. Another guy, 
another guy that deserves to hang up. Actually, he doesn't. He doesn't. He actually doesn't deserve to hang up anything because he would have to been played in the NBA for real to have to earn the right to hang up anything. That is Andre Bargnani. Another play. Yes, Brooklyn gets a twofer. And uh, and I don't know why this guy is even still in New York. I don't know how this guy is even still allowed to be in that whole upper East Coast area. And I'm not just talking about in the United States. I am also including, you know, North America as far as Canada and that Toronto area. Like, like this dude, I think, just fakes. Like, I can't say. I don't want to say he fakes injuries. But... Claims to be injured and just sits out and, and collects twelve, fifteen million dollars a year, like like he like he has single handedly run the best Ponzi scheme ever. Like I'm telling you, he is you are not getting any kind of nothing worthwhile bang for the buck. I think he should get less than Joe Johnson. Like honestly, if it was between him and Joe Johnson, I'd pick Joe Johnson just because at least Joe Johnson is usually healthy. Joe Johnson just can't get by anybody which he hasn't been able to do now for probably about seven years and but now he can't stay in front of anybody and now he can't make shots so what are you really there for joe johnson joe johnson and bargnani need to go but brooklyn nets are handcuffed to both of them because i think bargnani has a player option at the end of the season and you don't think bargnani's gonna opt in for that player option but as soon as he opts in trust me within the first 21 games He's going to have some kind of injury that's going to have him out till about game 60-something. Tyson Chandler. And in case you missed the reason that Bargnani needs to go out because he's, 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 he's a thief. Like, Joe Johnson is not producing. Bargnani's been a thief. Tyson Chandler needs to, needs, needs to retire as well. Tyson Chandler has never been a productive center. And for him to be decent, he definitely needs a pick-and-roll point guard that can lob him the ball so he can get easy easy dunks. Tyson Chandler may actually, and he isn't on this list, so I had to add two people onto this list. <laughs> Wait, who was the first one again? You guys may know, like, if you can remember who I said um, was the first person that, the first person that I added to the list that wasn't on the list from earlier, leave a comment below. But Tyson Chandler needs to go, because he, he's a relic at this point in time. He's, he's a complete relic in the NBA, and he is no better than Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert needs to go as well. And I, I, I think I may have mentioned this one other time before. Next is is is, is Tony Douglas. And I, and I know a lot of and I, I know and I know I said sports. But it's coming. Give me some time. Bear with me. <laughs> Tony Douglas. Tony Douglas needs to go for the simple fact that I didn't know he was playing still in the NBA. If I didn't know he was playing still in the NBA, it means that he's just on a bench collecting a check. 
And if he's just collecting the bench, collecting the check, and nobody's gonna forget, gonna gonna even forget that he's remember that he's there or miss him when he's gone, then cut him. He's not productive to your team. Like, why do you have Tony Douglas just sitting on your bench for no particular reason? Can can somebody explain this to me? But Tony Douglas still has a job in the NBA. Like, Tony Douglas still has a job in the NBA. Like. I think Stephon Marbury at this point in time can still outplay Tony Douglas. And Tony Douglas has a job in the NBA. Hmm. All I know, Nick, you better not hire Dennis Robin as a coach. Phil Jackson, I don't think you're that crazy. <laughs> um. Last but not least. Oh. Tom Brady. Tom Brady needs to retire. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're automatically saying. That, oh, you're a Jets fan. So this is the reason why you would say something like that. Why you would want... Why you would want Tom Brady gone. Tom Brady to retire. Tom Brady to leave the game. Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady to call it quits. No, like, that's, that's, that's not the reason at all. Not the reason at all. Like, Tom Brady is chasing what Peyton Manning just had, which is. So, he wants that. She's chasing that champagne shower. But, he, didn't he just recently have a conversation? And, and it was a leaked conversation that, that I, I disagreed with. But I also believe that if he had nothing to hide, he should have just showed, just showed them what they needed to see. You know, and just go about his way. But, Tom Brady is only a year younger than Peyton Manning. And Tom Brady thinks that he has a lot more years left, you know, than Tom, than Peyton Manning, than Tom, you know, I guess after Peyton Manning leaves. But in all reality, like, let's say he leaves this year, that means Tom Brady may only have, like, may only be two years behind him. I say, Tom, you leave now. Tom Brady ain't gonna leave now. He still feels good. He still feels like he's gonna be able to, you know, being able to contribute and and dominate this game and lead it. But you know what? You know what this means, Jets fans? We're, we're a couple years closer. We're a couple years closer. I'm be right on track. Yeah, buddy. I I know I know it's sick. I know it's twisted. And I, I know it's a weird way to look at it. But yeah, I don't. Tom Brady may only have like two years left. And this team, this team has like about a two-year window, but that also means that we have two years to also start building and start preparing, and also find a way to solidify that quarterback position. And no, Colin Kaepernick coming to New York is not a, is not a solution. If this if this kid guy, whatever you want to call him, this guy, let's not call him a kid. I don't want to do that. If this get if this guy 
couldn't hand is having a problem with the San Francisco market. Do you think it gets any better in New York? One thing that you don't want Kaepernick for is because he says he has a touch issue. Not that he can't put the ball accurately there. It's just that when the ball needs to be dropped into a certain area, dropped into a tight space, you know, just just, just float it in there. He doesn't have that. Everything he everything he throws is heat. It's 99 miles an hour. You know what I mean? It's the old fireball. You know, it's the old fire rooney. It's the... It's the <laughs> You know, it's the it's the ultimate cannonball. So, and plus, he's he's a little too sensitive for my liking. Way too sensitive. Way 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 too sensitive for my liking. To have as a starting quarterback. Like I'm sorry. Like like I like it for Cameron over there in Carolina. I don't know if I like it for my starting quarterback. Not Cam. What Cam does, or what Kaepernick does. I definitely would not like what he does. Hey, he he. I think he deserves people the wrong way everywhere he goes. He may be one of those kind of people too, the kind of person that just rubs people the wrong way. So, and Tom Brady, yeah, and uh, I mean, mainly it. I think Tom Brady may need to go simply because of the fact that he's thirty nine next year, and if his balls start to lose massive velocity all of a sudden. Then we're going to have a little field day with him. But. We're going to talk, you know, this week in the NBA, of course. I don't know, for some odd reason, I'm having an urge to possibly talk Jets off-season. Lady Gaga or Beyonce. And also, pain is a state of mind. Unless you're a military veteran, then it's a reminder that you used to think that pain was a state of mind. Thank you, guys. Thank you 100% for listening. Do appreciate it. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. And don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. Don't forget. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Check me out. Last call for drinks. Mighty Sports. Bars closing down. SoundCloud. Sun's out. Facebook. Where we going for breakfast? Twitter. Don't want to go far. And Google Plus. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. Mighty.